Kira, this program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Wellington Access Radio, make your voice heard. Kira Wellington, welcome to B-Side Stories on Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM. This is an exciting day for us because we are into the new studio, beautiful refurbished new studio here. My name's Sadie Coe and today we've also got a brand new host as well for B-Side Stories. Jessie, is it Elga? Jessie Elga. Hi. Kia ora Wellington. Are you excited? I am excited. I'm a little nervous too. <laughs> That's perfectly natural. And who have you got coming in in the second half? Um, in the second half, I'll be talking to um, Chevron Hassett, a um, a visual artist based here in Pornicky. Awesome. Looking forward to that. Um, in this half, I have got some very interesting people in to talk to. So um, I'm going to be talking to Jackie and Hazel from Homeground. Homeground is a collaborative creativity and wellbeing initiative for women who've experienced incarceration who, or who are engaged in the justice system. It's founded on a belief in the power of women and the power of creativity and supports women to make their own work and create space for them to process their experience of the justice system. So Jackie is the Homeground founder and creative director and Hazel is one of the peer mentors. Hi, welcome. Kia ora. Hi. Lovely to see you. So it seems like you've only been going since 2019, is that right? Yep, that's right. We did our first project in 2019 um, called the Kahukura Project um, out in Lower Hutt. Um, that was our first sort of attempt at running a program and we um, worked, well, there was myself, uh, Anita Grafton, who was a clinical facilitator, and then woman who helped to create and form the base of home ground or what home ground looked like. Mm-hmm. And then we went on and we've completed all four, five Five projects now. We've just finished our new project, Tahi 2021. Um, Hazel's on her third project. Yep, um, on my third, yeah. And as well as peer mentor, she is an incredibly talented artist. Okay, so <laughs> I know you're a singer. Do you also do visual arts? Yes, um, well, with Home Ground, um, I needed a foundation, so it was the perfect place to... Um, you know, show off that creativeness that I have with singing and songwriting and um, just learning all the other um, creative art that is shared by all the women that um, follow the process of home ground. So since 2019, you've already won awards. Let me just have a look <laughs> where they have one here. You got highly commended Whaitikanga Award from Arts Access Aotearoa. And Jackie, you were a finalist in the 2020 Woman of Influence Awards. So it seems like a lot must have happened in a short time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, there has been a lot. We had a lot. And, um, you know, it comes off the back of many other women's projects and work. I think that's the big part of it is that I've been around um, this sort of work for about 20 years. I think my first project was at Christchurch Men's Prison. Um, but more recently working in Arohata Women's Prison and in the community and just the amount of incredibly talented women who are in those um, places and spaces. And so the Whai Tikanga Award was really a, a testament to how awesome the women on the projects have been. Because it's, you know, we, all we're doing is creating the space, but the women bring the magic. And really that's the, that's the foundation of Home Ground, is that all we do is create space for women to be as awesome as they actually are. <laughs> 
you know, and take a step yeah. away, um, take a breath and honour the wisdom of their lived experience. So how do participants come to be in the programme? Like, um, do you choose them or do they choose you? <laughs> yeah, everyone has a different opinion about this. Because, you know, and yeah, if you're in a prison, you're in a prison, eh? Like, you know, there, there's a, of course, there's, you've got to always acknowledge your, the power in that space because I might say to the woman who wants to come, but they also might be told they need to come in order to what, move down their sentence planning or something like that. So we do two projects in the community. Um, and that is women that are on probation or home detention or anything um, just coming out of prison can come along and they get told about it by their probation officer. Um, then we have the one project per year in Arohata Prison and that is generally we'll do it in one particular unit and then women can sign on to that project. But it's pretty intense, eh, Hazel? Yeah. It's three weeks. I mean, mm. um, with all the creative um, juices that they have, um, you need some place to, to go to to keep creating. Otherwise, it's a, it's a standstill. And um, so once you get into home ground, um, it awakens again. And, um, you know, everything just comes out um, instead of, you know, closed up. Mm-hmm. Would yeah. the woman taking part mostly have been artists before they went into prison? Or is it also a new thing for some of them? No, it's a new thing for um, nearly all of them. Okay. And um, they've just found their, um, you know, their, their kaha, their their, their, wairua, their strength inside. And um, when they come out, they just want to... Um, share and um, be a part of the community with a lot of the um, the artists of the community um, helping out as well. It's really good. It's really helpful. Yeah, the community thing. Um, so one of our, like, if you, if you go to our website, homegroundnz.com, you can see how we work and our process and our guiding principles. And one of those is around strength through connectedness. So I think, um, you know, it, it's incredibly hard to be in a prison, right? What keeps you going is actually the strength of the women's network and the women support each other. Um, so when you come out of prison, often you lose that connectedness with other people. So Home Ground wanted to create, um, a, I guess, a, another option. So you could come out and you could talk to and work with women and artists that understood what you were going through when you came back to the community. Right. Is that, is that right? Do you think yeah. That's, that's yeah. Right? yeah, it gives you a different place to go where people will understand what you've been through and... Yeah, and, you know, the one thing we've all got in common is trauma and grief. Eh? Aside from our creative awesomeness, it's trauma and grief, and no one's ever talking about that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think coming back to the community can be really hard, and women aren't supported enough to, to transition back. And it's pretty lonely, eh? It can be super lonely. So I'm getting that as well as teaching art skills and facilitating that, you're also teaching ways of communicating and maybe working through some of that trauma. Would that be right? Yeah, I mean, we, I think our first role, you know, creativity matters. So there's, um, we believe in the creative process as a way of working through some of your stuff. We don't, we don't sit around and talk about necessarily a lot of stuff that goes on because, <laughs> you know, um, we'd rather make, make work that's productive, make something beautiful with our hands. Um, but we also have a first rule of do no harm. So we're really careful about what we step into. You know, women, women will talk about what they need to talk about at the time, um, but really they're making amazing pieces of art out of their story. So tell me about some of the projects that you have done. Mm. Should we talk about the videos? Um, oh, we've done heaps. Um, <laughs> the table. Um, especially the table. Um, it's a good incentive having that table because it, 
we've put a mark on it and we've put all our creative, um, you know, art on it. And um, every woman that comes through and leaves something on there, it's just, um, there's a history there. Um, like I said, the foundation, um, it's, it's, it's built around that table and it makes sense because um, um, a lot of us don't have a table to share with anyone and so when we come to the table in the home ground, we're sharing with all the ladies and all the, the um, artists that come and meet us and um, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a safe place and it's a good place to share what um, you can and you need to. Mm. Yeah, the table was built by Kath Foster um, she's an incredible artist and she takes big old tables and she cuts them in half and puts them back together so that there's long, long tables that can seat like 12 people. Mm. And her idea was that she wanted to change the shape of conversation. And so when we bought the table into home ground, we originally thought we might carve it. Then we thought we might take it to the prison and we had all these ideas. And over all the different projects, it's evolved into this, um, like almost like a kitchen table, eh? Um, so we, you know, we work around it, we talk around it. You'll see in our videos that are on our website, um, you can see the table as a centrepiece of, of Yeah, I was going to ask about one. the table, so it's cool mm. that you brought it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It seems to be this very important object. It, re yeah, it really is. I think everyone has a different relationship with the kitchen table. So over the course of all the projects, you know, we always do multidisciplinary work. So we have artists from all, all sorts of styles. Um, we've had... Yeah, hey. mostly mostly women, <laughs> but there's a few men in there, and um, we have we have music, we have dance, we have visual arts, and Kath bought us that kind of structural art. So what do we do with the table? How do we add on to this kind of collaboration? And um, we've also worked with people like Java Dance Company doing dance. So you'll see in that video, the Tahi video, there's a table in the centre, but we're actually all around it, that table. And what we added to was. Um, working with Tupe Lua as a movement specialist to figure out how we would carve our own names into the space. Mm -hmm. And that's the choreography that you can see around the table. And then we added to that with Hazel's song, Wainui Atia, and that's a really important song. And what, what do you reckon? <laughs> do you want to talk about that, that song? Yeah, uh, um, it means a lot to us girls because um, it just brings back the memories of all the women that we lost and are not heard of. And um, so it's, it's, it's the song. It recognises all the women that um, have been a part of that, that process um, on home ground. And it, some of the creative writing that, that we also do is, is um, helps you put a song together and, and, and that's a part of that, that table that we're sharing. Yeah, so William, William Brandt and Pip Adam often write our creative, do our creative writing workshops inside the prison in mm -hmm. Arohata and also in the community. And so, um, and we also had Vanessa Stacey support us with music, Dan James and Amy Cookie, lots of different soundscapes and awesome stuff like that. But Hazel wrote that song, Wainui Atia, and um, a lot of that was around the women inside that do get forgotten about. Uh, it was particularly, it was after the lockdown, it was after COVID, and it was really hard for us going through the lockdown with everyone so isolated. Mm. So Hazel wrote this amazing song and then she handed it to Java Dance Company and they spent days rehearsing to the song and coming up with their own creative movement piece in response to that song. And that's what you see with... Um, with... Ruby and... Ruby, yeah, Ruby does the Taonga Puoto and that, Ruby Solly. Um, and then we have the Java dancers doing the work 
in the white clothes. I mean, you have to watch the video to understand what we're talking about, I guess. But those are all the parts. Basically, I do recommend watching yeah, the videos on a, the Homegrown website. It's a big, website. fat collaboration. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful stuff. But the videos are more a document of the work you've done rather than the product themselves, eh? Well, actually, that those videos, um, they came post-COVID uh, lockdown. Um, we did it all in a week. Wow. Yeah, yeah. We made well, all the three of them. Three videos yeah. in a week, and we worked hard. Amazing. It almost broke us. We might never do film again. <laughs> <laughs> film is the hardest. Film's been the hardest. But um, but like we've just finished Project Tahi, and say on Project Tahi, we just did a, a photographic exhibition. We created a giant lay with Anna Walls, who's a creative producer, and that was awesome. Eh? That was awesome. So that involved painting canvas, um, sewing. Um, taking letters and reshaping them, um, having sort of, in, we, we do a lot of work around intentions and hopes and wishes for the future. So we added that all into our lay. Mm-hmm. Aye. And, and then we. Bringing um, um, Te Kana Māori into um, home ground was really awesome. And um, yeah, just sharing um, that with, our, with the women. And yeah, it's really um, fundamental to have that. Um, with the table and in home ground, Puneke um, just deserves something. Um, it's a special place to be, and they deserve to have um, tikana Māori added to it. And how did that come about? Was that not something that was part of it at the very beginning? Um, we had we. We always have um, tikana Māori in there, but um, to to pronounce it at the beginning of, of an opening of a um, you know um, a preparation a preparation day that you know when everything's finished is um, you know another just another learning curve that um, home ground is into so. You know, yeah. so Hazel's being mm. um, very humble because <laughs> she um, she actually did our big opening mahi in Waiata and led us all in a Waiata workshop um, for our presentation last week, which is massive. Um, I'm Pākehā, you can't see me, but I'm Pākehā, so I don't feel confident leading those things. So um, in terms of our group, it's what the collective brings to the group. So we've been pretty global, um, but I think Hazel was really like, oh man, phenomenal voice and huge talent. And so last week she led the opening of our of our presentation process, which was awesome. So you don't feel like singing now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, it's up to you. Yeah. Um, no pressure. If Jackie sings. This is our wire we sing it um, for our preparation. I'll go... Toru ana, toru mai, fiu ana, fiu mai, te poi nei, te poi nei. Riko, riko, paki, paki, te nei, te tangi a te raupopoe, raupopoe. Tu mai ki runga rere ana i taku ringa ringa. Oh, e te hei wini wini, te hei wana wana, e tako wiri. Te hei wini wini, te hei wana wana, e tako wiri. She's magic, hey? <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. I just I just speak loudly in the background. <laughs> but um, yeah, Hazel's, Hazel's been our um, sort of songs, songstress. 
but throughout the projects? I think with, um, you know, Tikana Māori, it's good to hear the translation because, you know, I'm always sitting in a crowd going, oh, I wonder what they said, but, you know, because it was translated, um, it, it really hit off the day, I reckon, for us in mm -hmm. home ground. Mm -hmm. So tell me then what it is about that song. Um, it's it's because uh, um, it was our preparation day. We're saying um, goodbye to a person or something that um, we've just finished doing. Mm -hmm. Okay. And giving thanks. Yeah, so the project itself, what happens is we all come in, we meet each other for the first time, unless you're a peer mentor. So Hazel sort of graduated from her first couple of projects and then she steps into a peer mentor role. Mm -hmm. And we have um, four peer mentors in our, in our group. Um, so we do three week like a foundation course. It's three weeks of follow on different arts and everything. But on the very last week, we all get together and we decide on some kind of presentation and we invite friends, whanau, uh, probation officers, anyone that really wants to come in that's close to our crew. We also use that as a chance to advocate. So, you know, there's a lot of issues in the system and this is actually an opportunity for women to address those issues. Yeah. And, um, you know, the probation crew have been really, really receptive and responsive to that stuff. So that's one of the ways that I guess we advocate for social change. Same thing happens with the prison system as well. Um, but then we go into four weeks of what we call maintenance. So we meet up once a week for the four weeks after that, and we do a little workshop. So, for example, on the first week we did a workshop with Christine Fagan, amazing clay artist, and we make all these beautiful things. And then in a maintenance workshop she'll come back and we'll spend the day stringing our clay together or, or working with it and then having a sort of a feedback session on actually how do we find working with clay. Um, yeah, so it goes on for quite a while, and then you can actually come back and repeat the projects mm -hmm. if you choose to. So um, for women that are on sentence, they can sort of come through, like I said, they can be referred through the probation uh, office, mm -hmm. but they can also email us at homegroundporniki. So um, all of those details are on the website. Another thing that we've been doing is working on a resource. Uh, we've just finished one for Inside the Prison that's up on our website under the resource pages. That's around what happens when you get into prison, um, some of the tools that might be helpful in that book. But this year we're working on one for the community. Yeah. About what happens when someone you know goes into prison? No, nah, more like what happens when you come home. You know? Oh, yeah. 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 A lot of women come, um, come out to the Wellington area, but there's not that many um, strong networks possibly. So how do you... How do you find your way? How can you mm -hmm. signpost? And Hazel's a great resource in the community because yeah. she's connected to every community I'll group. I'll just <laughs> go around and grab all their pamphlets and um, bring it into home ground and the girls go, oh, my gosh. And you say, you know, and so that'll be a good resource for the woman inside because, you know, we hardly hear about anything when we're inside. So now that home ground's making up one, it'll be um, easier for them to communicate mm -hmm. with the community from the inside. Um, do you get much feedback from participants? Like, how does it affect their lives? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, again, took 2019. Um, that's when we started. So mm -hmm. four of the women who were on some of the first projects are still working with us. Um, other women, all they need is that three-week of awesomeness, and then they go on, and I, I might not hear from them again. But we have, um, we have a bit of social media stuff, so we have a Facebook wahine group. And we also keep in touch through social media and also just the community because we see each other around. <laughs> so that's kind of easy. But I think the one of the big things is that we do do a lot of documentation and evaluation. Hey, all the paperwork. Yeah. Hey, Hazel, it's easy fun. We <laughs> at the beginning we'll do like a pre-evaluation. At the end we do a post-evaluation, and also um, things like like Hazel wrote an amazing story about an experience she had after we'd come off project when you went to Te Papa. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so there's some things like that that, you know, we'll just see beautiful pieces of art that will come out of an experience that came through home ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think that this programme has a particularly Wellington flavour to it? Like, would it be different if it was somewhere else? Um, well, home ground's the only, um, ins- you know, um, place that does this for women. And um, there's no other place in New Zealand but um, home ground Pornike in, in Wellington. And, um, you know, the more um, communication, like I, I try and get home ground out there um, as, like, I'm on um, SoundCloud, so I've got heaps of um, friends from different countries all over the world, and so I'm connecting with them, and so... But, yeah, more connection with um, um, the community would be a just. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think because um, we're based on um, nothing about us without us, right? So everything's going to look a little different no matter where we are because it's about the women that come to the group mm. and what that what that brings. Um, you know, Ministry for Women funded us at the end of last year to run a series of short workshops, like three-day workshops, and they were quite different because of the, the different way we had to work. Uh, I think... You know, home ground is very Wellington in that it's so collaborative. Like we have so many generous artists and women just pouring everything into it. And I don't know if that would happen in another city. I would hope it would, but I do think Wellington's pretty special like that. We do know? hear that a lot on yeah. the B sides interviews um, from mm. artists. The collaboration you have in Wellington, mm. yeah. pretty amazing. Hey, well, um, I think our time's pretty much up, but. Thank you so much, both of you, for coming and telling us Aww. about Home Ground. Thanks for inviting us, Sadie. And I do encourage people to go and look at the website because there's some cool stuff to have a look at on there. Um, it's like homeground.nz. Homegroundnz.com. Dot com. <laughs> well, you can just Google it. That's what I would do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Jackie's chosen a song to go out on, um, which is by Anna Coddington, and which made me cry earlier. <laughs> it's about children and about motherhood, and it's called The Saint with Stains.
Is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks, New Zealand On Air, for funding accessmedia.nz.